Welcome back to another Life Story podcast. In our previous episodes, we have focused on Godwill's experiences as an albino child. Tonight, due to unforeseen circumstances, we interrupt our series on albinism for a midlife pity party. So I'm going to read this very short essay and then we'll discuss. Very good at reading. <laughs> okay. What is that? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. A midlife pity carnival. On June second, twenty eighteen, I laid myself down to go to sleep. As I laid there in the night, I struggled to find the much-needed rest. A lifetime of thoughts hurried through my brain. A certain fear had taken over my head. It seemed to me that slowly but surely I was losing my mind. I was becoming forgetful of small but important matters such as whose birthday was coming up next or what family event was planned for that weekend. Like I said, small but important. On this night in question, chief among these thoughts was the first approaching and very much anticipated 40th birthday In my mind, I referred to this event as my halfway point to a full life. The way I saw it, at 40, I still had another 40 years more left in the bank of life. As I thought about the state of my life, I could not help but to compare it against those hopes and dreams from my younger years. I wondered how I'd managed to become such an ordinary man. What had happened to the old me? Where was the boundless energy? The restlessness? The always on the go? On to the next adventure, that vision of myself. In the place of that image now stood or lay this heap of tranquility and contentment. Somehow, I had been transformed into the speeding image of the middle of the road, a common American man. In that very dark hour, it felt like what had once been the vision of my life had slipped away only to be remembered as a footnote in the story of my current state of being. Being this ordinary type of man, it becomes such a comfortable coat to wear. And in my time of self-lament, my twisted mind 
could not endure the weight of my good fortune. As I weighed my life's ordinary routines and the simple luxuries which I was not prepared to do without, I could not escape the irony that my life, as it was in that moment, was still the envy of many other people all around the world. In the midst of my self-inflicted midlife crisis, my heart was being stripped of every trace of hope, joy, and peace. Dread and sadness filled all of my imaginations, and my life felt as if someone had carefully emptied my once boundless stores of energy and erased the quest for adventure that I used to have. The forces now in charge of my thinking had locked up all of the good and positive things from my mind in a small, dark cupboard, pushed it all the way back into a dark corner of my mind and thrown away the key. This is where we say that this is very depressing essay. <laughs> it becomes a roller coaster. It becomes a roller coaster? Yes. It's a hilarious one. And your pity carnival. But we're not and, there yet. And your pity party. Yeah. Okay. All right. So should I keep reading? Yeah. Yep. yeah yes. Ooh, I want to read it. I just no. want to say how it, uh, well, it was the month, a month and a day. No. A month and some change before your 40th birthday and you're already calculating how uh, life is half over for you. <laughs> and all my dreams are now a footnote. And he also already said he was going to die at 92. Well, that, that's, I don't know. That's don't know. Nyasha's <laughs> forecast. <gasps> Let me guess. 900. No, no. <laughs> okay, so, so at, at this point it's very depressing. Yes. yes. Baba is plotting the fact that his life is half over and all his dreams if are gone. If it was no. half over, he would actually live to 80. A very emotional person would probably yeah. be crying. Well, the, the reason why I thought I was halfway to life is because my father had just turned 80 and I was about to turn 40, which means my father was born which means I was born <laughs> when my father was 40. 40. So I figured, you know, it was like the perfect midway point. If he was 80 and I was 40, that way I was halfway through the fullness of his life. And it didn't help that Sakudu then died short after. Well, he died at 80. So my theory hmm. holds true. <laughs> but yeah. your mom can die at yeah, 80. Wait until you get to the dreaming part. Well, okay, okay so, let's keep reading. All right, let me let me let me try and come up with a pleasant it's voice really in this part. Okay, <clears throat> so let's try this this part now. This was not my mind playing a simple trick on me. This was a mental trap. I had stepped on a carelessly placed landmine somewhere in a headed in a hidden corner of my brain and now there was mayhem 
everywhere. This was my midlife crisis. The halfway point to what I considered a full life. My distress in the night was because a dark veil was making obscure the true brightness of the life that I actually had. I have always been a dreamer, but in this dark midnight, my dreams were slowly turning into a self-inflicted wound, an out-of-control, vicious, and self-centered pity carnival. And no fun circus, where the only amusement is a no-joy-allowed roller coaster of despair, and the weather-focused promises to bring a 100% chance of a tornado inside of a hurricane, inside of an earthquake, inside of a volcano, inside of a California wildfire. And that is just the beginning. This was a carnival only suited for madmen and for those who wish to go mad. I did not want to be in this place even if it was only in my brain. Big dreams were all that I had as a child. They drove my eagerness to leave the house and follow my brothers and sisters along the merry way to primary school. I had gone out into the world with a brand spanking new briefcase packed full of hopes and dreams for the bright future my parents wanted for me. Even bigger dreams are what brought me all the way from Zimbabwe to America. Decked in my favorite suit jacket, a gifted briefcase from my father in my left hand, and pockets full of dreams, I landed at JFK International Airport with all the aspirations of the generations that had gone before me and the promises of the ones yet to come. Dreams are mostly all that I had when I asked Steph to be my wife. Someone to dream with, a ride or die partner, or a storyline the likes of which would never be duplicated. In all fairness, all of my dreaming has come together to create my very comfortable life. However, and for some unknown reason, in that dark midnight hour, back on June 2nd, 2018, I looked around and the dreamer was gone. As I prayed myself to sleep, Praying that this darkness would leave my mind, I asked the Lord to remove the very dark mask that was before my eyes. With all my strength, I fought against this clock of darkness, pushing against this heavy cloud which had surrounded my mind and reached out towards the light that I knew was out there. I refused to close my eyes to this world until I had been raised from this death 
and set free from the belly of this darkness once and for all. The truth of the matter is that my life is an amazing story through and through. While it might look ordinary on the outside, to be here today is nothing short of a miracle. Because of the courage of my great-grandmother Makara and the unconditional love of my parents, I have been infinitely blessed and still am wonderfully fortunate and grateful for the life that I have. Throughout my whole life, I have developed this great tendency to underwhelm even my own self at a rate almost inversely proportional to the magnitude of my hopes, my dreams, and even my abilities. I often find myself in the company of some of the best and brightest of my countrymen. And when I consider how far we all have come, and yet how much more I have been blessed, I know I have much to be thankful for. What is most amazing about my life is not that I followed through on all of my goals and aspirations to achieve much success. The remarkable story is that by the grace of God, I have gained much despite my inability to execute my very own perfectly laid plans. This is what makes my life such a beautiful miracle. It is almost impossible to see and enjoy the beautiful things in life when your own brain keeps telling you that everything is working against what you had planned and hoped for. Sometimes when we are young, we assume that simply by our effort and maybe with a little magic, everything will come together like clockwork if we stick to a plan. My heart as a young man was set on making my dreams come true and making my family's dreams come true. I saw everything so clearly in the eyes of my mind each time I laid myself to sleep on my single bed all those years at boarding school. I pictured the future I was going to have and reviewed every detail of it a thousand and one times in my mind during that long flight that brought me all the way from Harare to New York City in 1998. But when I tried to close my eyes on June 2nd, 2018, all that seemed so far away, and I was a different man now, a stranger even to myself. When, finally, the veil was lifted from my mind, I discovered that I have so much to be thankful for. A home with Steph, our family of five children and a dog, food on the table to fill our grateful bellies, good health for all. If we disregard the occasional bruise and a broken bone now and again, friends and family to share stories and to break bread with, 
and many to help carry my burdens in this life as if they were their own. Self-pity carnivals are easy to, to throw, but thank goodness they do not have to last long, not even for the night. When the sun comes up in the morning, God always makes my life more amazing with each beautiful ray of his ever-present sunshine that he shines upon my soul. The end. The end. I have a question. Okay. How can being an average student being amazing part of your life? Well, what's amazing about that to me is I could have planned everything perfectly. I could have said I'm going to pursue this career and that career and I could have given myself, you know, completely to that. But regardless of how average I was as a student in high school, my life has turned out amazingly well. When I was throwing myself that pity party, you know, and fell into God asleep, I was thinking about all of my dreams that I had as as a teenager, as a young boy. And if I look at my life in that perspective, I don't see I don't see how I am this man today because I was thinking I was going to be something else. Okay, Tendekai. Um, my question was, you know how you've had a pity carnival and a pity party? How could you hold a carnival in It's just a roller coaster of bad thoughts. See? <laughs> the keep, roller coaster. They keep, they keep coming and they keep coming and they, if you don't you Ask God to take those. Elephants marching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they stomp, they stomp on your hopes, uh-huh. on your dreams, on all the good things that's going on. That in your life. It. You wake up to find that the draper has died. Yes. Absolutely oh. stone cold and dead. Always me. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I don't know. Maybe sometimes it's good for the dreamer to die. Yours uh, did, Bubba. <laughs> I have a gone. question. If your dreamer had died. Hearing you were creating this podcast, would it suddenly go boring? Uh, <laughs> like, would we all of a sudden well, all feel suddenly dead, cold? It almost cold. looks like you didn't stop dreaming because you had this dream about love story. Yeah, this is one dream that I... He had two dreamers that, and one died. So the writing part of me, where I've been writing essays and the, the ones we are reading nowadays and talking about, that part of me, it died for a little bit. So when I when I came to America from Zimbabwe in 1998, I stopped writing completely for like three years. And then I picked it up again. So there was a time when even that, that dream to just express myself, write my essays and write my poems, just I lost that desire. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that... I, I did. I kept it up and I did it. And now we have all of these stories to share. You were 
you were writing before you came to America? When I was in primary school, I wrote an essay. I don't remember what it was about, but I know my teacher, when I was in like grade six, she liked it. When I went to Form 1, I wrote a poem. It was called Food I Will Never Forget. Oh, wow. Food I Will Never Forget was about my mother hiding all the food in the house and me finding all the food in the house and eating all the food in the house. Pigging out. Yeah, and my, my <laughs> teacher, I think her name was Sister Josephine. She thought it was good. So after that, <laughs> after that, I started writing for school work. But when I went to... Form 5 and Form 6. I just started writing for fun. Did and I've been writing ever since 1996. Or 90, yeah, 1996. Hey, Panache. Uh, <clears throat> did the other... Did you... Is that what gave you the idea to be writing these essays? What, what are you talking about? Like, you writing at school and them liking it. Was that giving you the idea to be writing, inspiring you? Yeah, inspiring. Yeah, the fact that someone thought it was a good poem and recognized that, I think since okay, I'm telling it to you guys, that means I never forgot it. So yes, that really inspired me. So let's go to Tendakai again. Did your mother actually hide the food and did you find it and eat it? She probably hid some things, but not not like hiding it like. She couldn't find it. She just Did you find it and eat it? There's one thing that I know me and my children always look for. So Gogo would buy this chocolate powder. I think it was called Nesquik. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and me and children would find this Nesquik and would put it on bread and would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Powdered chocolate Powdered on bread. chocolate on white bread. That is delicious. <laughs> Good. You should try it. I mean, it should be Nutella. So of, of course, if I was wasting food, Gogo would not be like, here's some more chocolate powder, my son. <laughs> <laughs> and here's two loaves of bread. Make a feast. Share with your sister. Yes. So, no. I, I don't know if it's about that specific thing, but I know, you know, as a child, you probably just... Well, that's just one eat. food you'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> Powdered chocolate on white bread. You need to so buy it. Is did it you? available in Oklahoma? <laughs> I <said> no. <laughs> I'm sure it's available in Oklahoma. Well, look it up. Oh. Okay, Steph, do you have any thoughts? Because we're about to wrap this up. I think it's safe to say that the dreamer did not die. But maybe through life experience and passage of time, the dreamer grew up. Maybe the dreams change. Yeah. But I, I don't think that the dreamer is dead because after all, we're sitting here with the dreamer. We're sitting here making a recording that if it were up to me, we would have never done so. Never done what? Podcasting. Oh. But yeah, it, I think that's fair to say. But for you guys, it's also fair to say it's okay to dream. Dream your dreams. Dream them as big as you can. Work hard. You know, <gasps> don't, 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 don't be afraid of 
your dreams or don't be afraid of being average. Just keep dreaming and keep working hard. And one day you'll be telling a story about how your your dreams came. To All right, who's gonna sign us out today? Yeah. Okay, let's go in order, starting with Nash, and we'll go all the way around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> and we'll choose. Okay, you okay, two. no, let Nash go first. Thanks for listening to the fifth podcast of the Life Story Podcast. Thanks for listening to the fifth, fifth podcast episode. Episode and Bubba, well, and Shona and other places. They say math like math. <laughs> Zimbabwe, not Shona. Thank you for watching the fifth episode of Life Story. <laughs> Please give us a thumbs up. Who, who is watching? I don't know. We are watching, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the fifth episode of the Life Story podcast. You can follow us on Spotify. And I think you can find us up on A lot of apps. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this <laughs> monkey podcast <laughs> of a pity carnival. Okay. Uh, aren't you going to Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please join us on another round next time. <laughs> well, this Whenever that is, we have a broken cable, so this won't come on live for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be online on Saturday. <laughs> oh man, I thought that was real. No, it'll be fun. I think we'll. It'll think never be live. Plenty of good stuff here. It's gonna be shorter than the other ones, but it's gonna be good. Okay, yeah. I, I hope, we, I hope we recorded something. I really. Uh oh. 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 <laughs> oh. No. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh.